millennials? How are you guys? It's been weeks since you've heard from your captain, but I am in the cockpit today, solo dolo for episode 38 here on Millennialistic. Uh, sorry, it's been a few weeks. The holidays were crazy. Uh, New Year's was crazy. I've been doing a lot of traveling, been out of town, went home over Christmas and uh, went out of town on some vacation over New Year's with some friends to a place called Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, never been to Arkansas before. Had never driven that far like southwest before. So it's very interesting. Beautiful drive. A really cool area. It's got a, uh, you know, obviously the natural attraction. There's the hot springs, believe it or not. <laughs> it's a fucking, uh, what do they call that? National Park. So it's very cool. Um, there's a lot of history in that town, too. It's um, where a lot of, like, Major League Baseball used to hold spring training, I guess, back in, like, the early 1900s. And it also was home to kind of like a hideout for a lot of uh, American gangsters back in like the early 1900s, pretty much uh, like Capone and all of those guys kind of took over the town and uh, got local law enforcement and everybody kind of in on it. And um, yeah, pretty much took over this little one horse town in Arkansas. And it was like, I mean, it was huge there for a little bit, kind of blew up. Uh, but then, of course, when they came in and shut down all the gambling and prostitution, uh, suddenly things went downhill. <laughs> but no, it was it's a really, like I said, it's an awesome hiking if you're into that sort of thing. If, uh, if you ever want to go up in the mountains and just take a look around, like I said, the natural hot springs are really cool, too. It's like uh, naturally like 136 degrees, so it's pretty much like a pretty warm hot tub um, naturally year-round. It's pretty awesome. So uh, if you ever get the chance, check out Hot Springs. It's got a cute little downtown area there, too. So um, like I said, went, went there with some friends over New Year's. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, man, just hung out, toured the city, did some hiking. It was really good. Uh, unfortunately, that means that I had less, less time to spend with you guys, so I'm glad to be back here. I'll be honest, I'm a little bit... I don't want to say pissed because I was expecting it, but my my Tennessee Titans are fresh off their loss to the Baltimore Ravens. I literally just got done watching uh, the game here a few seconds ago, so that was not fun. Um, and now I've got to wait till next fucking season to watch any meaningful pro football, which is kind of annoying. Um. Okay, a couple announcements here, I guess, too, before I ramble on any. For actually, um, hold on one second. All right, sorry about that. So, uh, yeah, announcements. So we are going to switch to doing bi-weekly episodes moving forward. Um, I know, I know, it's less content for you guys, and I know you guys love hearing us once a week. Uh, here, <laughs> here's the reality, guys, is I work a full-time job, and so do Xavier and DJ, and DJ goes to school and just bought a house 40 minutes away or so, and Xavier just started a new job and a new relationship. So we just, you know, all of us have just a lot of things going on, and we love doing this podcast. We have a lot of fun doing it. Um, We appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten from you guys, which I'll get into a little bit more here in a second. But um, it's just a lot, man, to... Especially with how we do it, we don't, I mean, as you guys know, we're not the most technologically advanced dudes on the planet, so we do everything in-house. We don't really do, uh, our episode with DJ Jack Steele over the phone was, oh, fuck. How many episodes have we been doing this? 
I can't even learn to keep, even when it's just me in here, I can't even fucking silence my cell phone. Um, but uh, yeah, we're just not that technologically versed to be able to do like Zoom and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's a lot to get together once a week and to try to have good content to come out with for you guys. You know, we uh, we took a lot of time over the last few weeks break, just kind of talking about what we can do to make the podcast better and uh you know we're hoping that in 2021 here that we can bring you guys a lot of fun guests and hopefully uh just um i don't know be be better interviewers i'd say one one skill set i've really found i need to work on in doing this podcast is just being a more interesting interviewer and asking better leading questions. Um, I think, you know, people ask me all the time, um, you know, I I think whenever you podcast, especially when I guess I came into podcasting with a bit of a comedian background, just because I've dabbled in stand-up comedy and a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are from professional stand-up comedians. So that's kind of the style and theme that I'm used to working with more. Um, but with that being said, I think a lot of people, you know, ask me about or compare, just bring up Joe Rogan and I truly, you know, and and that's one thing too. Like, I don't like talking about Joe Rogan a whole lot on this podcast, not because I don't like Joe Rogan. I, I love his podcast. Um, they're extremely fucking long, so I don't listen to a lot of them. Um, but I truly like Joe Rogan, as far as a stand up comic is not one of my favorite comics of all time Um, i don't think he has the funniest podcasts of everybody out there i think there's a lot funnier podcasts out there i think truly he is and you can argue he has top-notch guests on you he has literally the most interesting and influential people in the world on his show uh but i think even before he had amazing guests on he's just a great interviewer like that guy can ask questions to get people talking and get interesting answers so that's something i'm going to hopefully work on to bring you guys better fucking content moving forward um in two weeks we're gonna have her on this week um we're gonna have miss ashley hewlett sanders on um hopefully here in the next couple weeks uh our friend ashley has been editing podcasts for a little bit over a year now and actually knows what she's doing when it comes to production, unlike us. So she's going to come in, um, hopefully, you know, uh, do an episode with her quick, ask her all about uh, podcasting and how she got into it. And, and all guys, she does so much for so many different podcasts that I, I you know, we'll plug uh, on that episode. I can't wait. But she just just started a new podcast that hit, I think she said a thousand downloads in just their second episode, which is crazy. So Um, she's awesome. I think you guys will love hearing from her and I'm looking forward to learning from her just on a podcast, like audio engineering side. Um, she's worked, she's told me she's worked with some pretty amazing people and has learned a lot in her journey and is now able to help other people make amazing podcasts. So I think, uh, that's awesome. And I, I'm really, really looking forward to, to having her on. Um, outside of that, I think there's some other guests that, uh, Xavier and DJ want to have on. I don't know for sure um any names on anything but be looking for something probably as we get into like february and march now with all the announcements out of the way are we ready to talk about some real shit (laughs) how's everybody's holiday what'd you get for christmas was santa good to you were you nice this year i kind of realized uh 
this year I've got to focus on being nicer next year and not not this is as I've gotten older I've kind of realized that this is the first year that I subconsciously can't ever remember thinking about man do I deserve Christmas presents this year was I a good boy <laughs> isn't that a weird thought think about like um, when you were a kid you got so worried about whether you're going to get presents or not. And you started to do like a year review of kind of how you were and uh, if you were worthy or not to get presents or not. And uh, I don't know, man, I was just, um, man, as I get older, I think the world's turning me colder, man. So I'm trying to, trying to work on my positivity 2021. I'm trying to be more positive and spread more of that positivity. And I'm going to start with that on this podcast, man. We're going to spread some positive news um but of course as i say that the only thing that i want to talk about really because i think the thing that a lot of people are talking about and again this is not a political podcast but uh all the shit that's going on or was going on i should say in the capital right now is absolutely crazy and i gotta be honest i wasn't really paying attention to it for a long time uh until really this weekend i kind of got into it um, watch the live videos about an hour and a half there of kind of the protest outside of the, if you want to call it a protest outside of the Capitol building. Um, I also listen to this, is how bored I am. Um, I listened to the hour long phone call of Donald Trump on the phone, uh, with the representatives from Georgia about, uh, the ballots and the missing ballots and absentee ballots and people that were voting that were dead and just all this stuff. Um, cause that's, that's how I like to consume my news. I don't like to, especially in today's world, I'm a pretty like, like to consider myself at least like pretty down the middle, uh, political person. Like I have a pretty open mind. I see both perspectives. I also understand that neither side is right or wrong. Um, you need a good balance of kind of both to have a effective society. Um, but, you know, with that being said, I like to get my news not from Fox News or CNN or MSNBC, but I like to just hear the raw data. Like, as boring as it is, I like to watch, you know, the State of the Union address and presidential debates and watch it and, I, and then not really review from a biased news standpoint after. Like, if I watch a presidential debate, I make up in my mind as soon as after I watch it who I think you know, won that debate, not necessarily based on their answers or who has the best plan or strategy moving forward, but just who, who carried themselves better, uh, who is more professional, these sort of things. And so that's where I like to consume my content is like the, I want the raw data. I don't want what Fox news says that Trump said. I don't want what MSNBC said that Biden said, I want to know what did they say and then make that decision for myself kind of where I thought was wrong. Uh, the whole thing with the Georgia thing where, where, on that phone call, apparently, uh, so the headline that you've probably been reading is that um, Trump you know, illegally pretty much asked these attorneys in Georgia to, to find him some more votes. And to be completely honest, I'm not um, 100% brushed up on my political law to really be able to like identify and especially like live listening to it. Like, oh my gosh, yes, it, it, when he said this, that was illegal to this constitutional amendment or whatever. Um, what I can tell you uh, it's pretty much the same thing I've been saying about Donald Trump this whole time is that, and again, I don't mean to make this political, but that guy's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I don't understand how 
uh, just like trained professional and like lawyers and people that are just used to working with mature adults can even stand being on a phone call with this fucking guy. I mean, it's like, first off, he's just, he's so disrespectful to everybody. And I understand that it's, there's something to be said about, hey, you're the most powerful person, not only on the call, but in the world, right? When you're the president of the United States. So like when you talk, it's kind of expected that everybody else kind of shut up and and listens, right? But there's a couple, there's a few times throughout that hour of phone call, probably four or five times, especially when women were talking, that he just rudely interrupts people, cuts them. Like as soon as they start to make a point against him, Donald Trump will just talk over that person and direct them back to whatever the fuck he wants to say. Um, So again, like, yeah, did Donald Trump bring up some things that, you know, if I were him, I would definitely ask questions about? Yeah, but pretty much, you know, Georgia's, the people that represent Georgia's response was like, hey, all this information you have and all these, these votes that you think that are out there that we didn't count or there was no security to overview, like none of the information that you guys uh, our, our displaying is accurate at all. We've investigated these things. And then it really boiled down to, um, you know, so pretty much the state of Georgia saying, hey, we didn't falsify any of these votes and all these votes are legitimate. Everything you're saying we looked into and verified. The Trump administration was saying, well, if you have that information, you know, we'd like access to that so you can prove to us that what you're saying is accurate. Uh, pretty much what the state of Georgia said was, hey, you know, we have uh, legal rights as to you know who and when we can share this information and we're not just going to freely give it to you. If you want it, you know, you can get your lawyers and we can get our lawyers and pretty much see you in court type deal, which uh, I think the Trump administration kind of uh, interpreted it as like, well, if you're willing to go to court with us, then you must have something to hide, which, uh, again, I, I understand that uh, that rationality and that perspective. And you know what? In the grand scheme of things, maybe they do. But um, at the end of the day, like you got to follow due process and they're not just going to fucking hand over information to you just because you say that you want it. Um I don't know. It just it, it furthers the point of, you know, the guy has no fucking clue what his role is in our country. He has no fucking clue the limits to his powers. He just he wants what he wants. He, I mean, he pretty much told, you know, these again, these attorneys that he won George like before the calls. And he's like, well, let me just make it clear that, you know, I won Georgia and we're going to move forward. And you guys are telling me that. And they're like, fuck, no, <laughs> that's not at all what we're saying, you know. Um, so it's just very. And I say that to say I know that. That was kind of the big thing or one of the catalysts here in this whole election process that led to these people storming the Capitol. (sighs) Let me make one thing fucking clear. I'm all for protests. I think protests are a fundamental part of the American society. The fact that we can and are legally allowed to peacefully protest, at least if you're white, and that's a whole different podcast episode. Uh, I think it's very important and leads to a lot of positive change and a lot of different, you know, and history shows us that it can lead to a lot of positive change. However, when you don't have any evidence that your candidate should have won president, there's guys, there's no, there's been nothing that's been proven in a court of law that there was any foul play. They've had attorneys from both sides look into this. When you don't have any concrete evidence, at some point, you got to just buck up and say, okay, fuck it, we lost. Like I'm, I've made the analogy with a lot of people and talking, like, 
This would be like watching the Super Bowl, watching your team play in the Super Bowl. Obviously, you want them to win. The game is blown on a bad call by the refs. The other team ends up winning. And then you just keep fucking parading about it for weeks after saying, well, we should have won and they need to reverse the call and they need to mail us the trophy. Hey, that's not fucking happening, dude. That's not how it works, man. Uh, even if there was an issue or, or there were count, you know, votes that were miscounted or whatever, like you just at some point have to accept that first off that like that happens to any degree like it's never going to be 100% accurate by any means for so many different factors but at some point just for uh continuity's sake like you've got to accept the fact that your guy lost and moved on and it's kind of scary as i watch this is like these are people that just are not accepting that fact that like are willing to go to any means necessary until Trump gets fucking somehow revoted back in. Guys, it's not fucking happening. Biden is going to be the president. Um, so get on board with it. The other thing that's annoying to me is that I think this, again, this is something that we're all talking about. It's storm the day. I mean, how many people were really storming the Capitol that day? By looks at the videos, there's maybe a few thousand. So guys, let's not get this twisted okay this is not 50 percent of americans disagreeing with the other 50 percent of americans this is about less than five percent of the population probably even significantly less than that trying to just be fucking morons and be crybabies about it. this is what bothers me about republicans calling the left snowflakes this is the fucking softest shit i've ever seen from any human beings like just deal with if you're that if you're that big of a Trump supporter, in my opinion, just as a Republican, as like a small government person, right? Then the fact that your politician didn't win shouldn't really impact you a whole lot. Now, again, like I can understand that there's like concern about the, but like, guys, you got to understand it, it's going to be okay. It's just same shit that happened when Trump got voted in, that when Obama got voted in, when George, like every fucking president. Uh, it's just crazy and it's just it's gonna be okay but we can't resort to acts of terrorism and let's also make one point clear uh, at least again in my opinion what happened at the capitol was an act of terrorism there's no way a group of people a peaceful protest is one thing breaking into the capitol is trespassing and with that being a highly secured government building again you would think that that was like automatically an act of treason um so i brought up the why these people were not treated as terrorists and therefore pretty much shot on sight i don't understand and I think, uh, again, that kind of leads to a different podcast episode. But all of you like diehard Trumpsters out there that support these people that also told me last year or within the last couple years that white privilege isn't a thing or white privilege doesn't exist. Hey, that's the best example of white privilege I've ever seen. The most clear example of white privilege I've ever seen. A bunch of white people just broke into the Capitol building and nobody, I think uh, since they've gone back and arrested but nobody was taken into custody nobody was arrested there was no tear gas no rubber bullets i mean it was crazy if this if this was a black lives matter rally there would have been armored vehicles out riot squads tear gas riot shields people getting beat up abused i mean it just would have turned ugly 
You can disagree with that, and that's fine. Whatever. You think this is a peaceful protest, that's fine. Here's the scary thought to me, is that if I'm an actual terrorist group, if I'm fucking ISIS and I'm sitting over in the Middle East somewhere, now I'm going over into crazy conspiracy land. This is going to turn into one of those fucking podcasts, which those are the podcasts that do the best these days anyway, so fuck it. Um, but if I'm fucking ISIS and I'm sitting over in Afghanistan and I just saw how easy it was for like really a couple hundred white people to walk into the Capitol building, guess what my next fucking move is? I'm getting about a million dollars paying a few hundred people a few thousand dollars each to go in and fucking like again i don't mean to like but like blow up a bunch of shit if it's that easy to get into these places all you have to do is look white why would they not use that to their advantage think about it pre 9-11 think about why all the why we have to go to fucking three ounce bottles and everything when you fly now well because before they had other ways to get around that this is like showing them our weakness we let people storm the capital and nobody did shit i quite frankly i would have assumed that we have like snipers on the roof on buildings across the street that were ready to take people down in this case but I don't know, man, but it, and I get like, I don't know where you draw the line at, but I think if you look at some of these Black Lives Matter protests again versus what happened to the Capitol, I don't understand how those peaceful Black Lives Matter protests get more violent than that shit. I mean, that was crazy. It's just crazy, man. Are we headed for a civil war? Do you guys believe that? I don't think so. I was talking to so many people over the holiday, you know, my family and friends and everybody. Everybody thinks we're on the brink of a civil war. I don't fucking think so. I think if anything, and this may even be more sad, I was kind of thinking about this this week. I think if anything, we are headed for just a division of like cut the United States in half. The top half runs this way. The bottom half runs this way. Um, but I don't think people like i think people are ready to go to war but i also don't think that people like people want how they want it to be they don't want to get along with the other side at this point there's no fighting over anything i mean it's just they want you know republicans want to live their way democrats want to live their way and they're so like divided i i but again i don't think it's going to turn violent i think we're just going to split into two separate countries eventually um but I don't see the American people really turning on each other like that. And if we do, that's really sad. That that you know, we're letting the politicians and the media win at that point. Because um, again, it's same same fucking shit. You guys know this. The world is not as bad and as racist and as fucked as what Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and all those fucks would like you to believe. It's really not that crazy if you just wake up, put a smile on your face. Play the latest episode of Millennialistic and go fucking carpe diem. <laughs> with that, I'm going to get out of here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share our shit with your friends on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Pandora, all those other places. Uh, like us on Facebook. Send me some shit you want us to talk about in 2021. What are some topics that you've been seeing that we haven't talked about? Comment, email us at millennialisticpod at gmail.com. Uh, stickers and t-shirts coming soon. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. I love you, Nashville. Go Titans.